0: Welcome back to Just To Be Nominated from Hollywood Magazine. I'm your host, Terry McPherson. And I'm Leo Gold. And wow, this has taken quite a turn.
1: It sounds like we, uh, our our suspicions were warranted. The coroner's report has ruled out
0: suicide in the case of Riley Audrey's death, or I guess you can say murder at this point. So beyond the drugs in her system, she also suffered a massive blunt trauma to the back of her neck. Beyond that, you mentioned, and I didn't notice this, her choker.
1: So in the crime scene photos, which are very upsetting and trigger warning, please don't look at them and don't get on Twitter.
0: They're everywhere. You know, they've been memed, unfortunately, you know,
1: in a really tasteless sort of way. People are disgusting. I mean, this was a person and it's like, you know, people photoshopping like Bud Light Platinum into her hands. It's disgusting. It is. But one thing that we did notice was that, so she's got that beautiful Tiffany choker um, that she wore in the red carpet for the Oscars and wore during her acceptance speech. But then when we saw her at the after party, before she went up to her room, she was not wearing it. No choker. And so in these photos, the choker is on. So there's an interesting A like, timeline. Yeah. Choker, no choker, choker. And
0: why? Why? Like, was it off when she incurred, you know, the trauma? Or is this something someone would have put on her, you know, dead body before leaving the room?
2: Yeah.
1: It's, it's so hard to say. I the
2: mean, like... Um,
1: it's definitely an interesting clue that doesn't have an answer yet.
0: Absolutely. Now, another piece of information was revealed in that the coroner thanked Cassandra Choi for making the 911 call from the hotel room. So we know that she's the one that called
1: the police. So she was definitely in the room at the end of the night. The question is, was she there with the rest of the people that Dinah heard? Or did she get there later? Because we had eyes on her for most of the night.
0: Uh, Yeah, it was hard to miss her. Quick recap of last week's episode, if you did not tune in. uh, We discussed Antoine Moret and Anne-Marie Highsmith, the director and novelist of the respective year in Stockholm.
1: Yeah, so one of the big events of that night was the fight that happened between Antoine and Wes Anderson, which landed Antoine in sort of a Beverly Hilton hotel jail, or holding cell, if you will. Um, and obviously leading up to the Oscars and at the Oscars themselves, there was a certain amount of like trash talking and, um, subtle resentment towards Riley that we were detecting, uh, or not so subtle resentment towards Riley that we were detecting from both of them.
0: And towards the end of that night, you know, after the fight we lost in Marie Highsmith, but of that group doing the subtle trash talking, Lori Kurtz, Kurtz. which was a little
1: shocking to me. Riley's co-star. Yep. In a year in Stockholm, who played Frida, her captor. Yes.
0: Okay, today Leo and I are having a disagreement because you think we should investigate Lori Kurtz. National treasure, gay icon, beloved character actress, Lori Kurtz. And I just don't see it.
1: I, I think your standum is getting in the way. We have to consider everyone. We all know how I feel about her performance. I love it. But her campaign was sidelined by Riley. She was pushed from what is clearly a lead performance into the supporting categories. The studio did not support her. L- Let's give a listen to what she had to say about it when she sat down with us. So talk to us a little bit what it was like to work with Riley Audrey. I mean, you know, Riley was kind of brought in at the last moment as a replacement. Did you feel like you had to sort of adapt to a whole new idea of this character than the one that had been discussed and created with uh, Michelle Leander?
2: Yes, yes. Uh, well, and and Michelle and Riley are two completely different personalities, if you will. I could have adopted the attitude that it was something that was a problem, but I decided to look at it more as a, uh, just an obstacle to overcome and to work through.
1: Not to be sports about this. My dad maybe watched sports all growing up. He was a terrorist. But I, I, a lot of times I look at scenes or I look at movies and I go, who won? You know, I love awards. Who won the scene? <laughs> Who won the movie? Who won the award? And coming out of that 12-round, you know, boxing match between the two of you, I left and I was I was like Laurie Kurtz just stomped on someone's neck.
0: That's just why it's, it's been blowing my mind to watch this all unfold. You know,
1: the nominations were released And to see you... And we'll say it because we're fans, obviously, but snub. It's a snub. You saw my tweet.
0: It was a a snub. You know, you may not have been in the first two scenes, but you're sharing the screen with this girl and just both bringing these powerhouse performances. it, It just, it boggled my mind to see the Academy not recognize that.
2: Yes of course i was disappointed but on the other hand you know this is my first time even being mentioned in any kind of award category it felt very much like the stars had aligned all of that so
1: i do also want to address the true gag of a billboard on sunset boulevard that i drive by every single day on my way to the coffee bean i just Loved this sort of self funded Angeline meets Melissa Leo moment. I just thought it was funny and tasteful, but also, I mean, girl, woman, you deserved this nomination. And I, I loved that you sort of like reclaiming
2: that. Bottom line, I mean, I was in the middle of the dance, I was in the thick of it, the, the promotional campaign. I thought, well, heck, if they're going to shift gears over that way, I'm just going to take this into my own hands and. See what happens.
1: I'll just say, I really appreciated you really advocating for yourself because it is such a phenomenal performance. I liked this sort of like can-do gumption of just saying like, I gave a great performance and I deserve to be recognized for that. I was just such a fan of this this take.
2: It really, it is an attention grab, okay, let's be honest here, but I really did feel strongly about my performance and I do feel as though, I mean, for me, I've always been kind of the second banana for the most part, even though they were meaty chunky roles. This one I did feel that it was a little more than a co-star. Uh, in fact, I, I kind of felt like it was a lead role, but well, I mean, hey, how long did did it take Al Pacino to win an Oscar? How long did it take Charles Chaplin Leonardo to win? Leonardo DiCaprio,
1: it? you know, my namesake.
2: Yeah, oh yeah, okay.
1: So are you kind of saying like you felt like the studio or the publicist sort of pushed one narrative, which in so many ways made your narrative get pushed to the side?
2: Uh, you know how it is though in this town, honey. I mean, everybody owes someone a favor and sometimes those favors get called in and sometimes it happens during Oscar season and sometimes I end up on the bad end of it. Well, you know, there's so many moving parts and there's the dynamics are beyond my understanding and at the end of the day all I can really do is just show up you know be happy I'm getting the job be the best I can be this is all really just icing on the cake and you know who knows I mean maybe I can parlay this into a hostess position at Denny's
1: see there's clearly a lot of friction Like Antoine and Anna-Marie said, Riley coming in really threw off the vibe of the movie.
0: Yes, I understand that. But also, we had eyes on her all night. Lori never left the party. Also, she was blackout drunk. Wait, Beth, did you pull that? Yes, Beth has a montage of all of Lori's best drunk monologuing.
2: I just took my Spanx off. I feel like a million bucks. I should have done it sooner. Yeah, well, you should see my g-string, boo-boo. I don't need to mince words with you, girls. Hey, Patricia! I love your tits, girl. They look fabulous tonight. I'm sorry. I've had a little to drink, and I may not be quite spiffy, but you know what? At this point, I don't care. It's all done, because it was hard. It was a long, hard campaign, and you know, that's been the only long, hard thing in my life recently. But hey, that's how I'm going to say celebrate i'm gonna shave my head (laughs) oh oh, sorry ooh, sorry Spilled that drink on the borrowed gown
0: are you telling me that woman killed someone dude i saw her flash her tits at martin scorsese she tried to swap shoes with lena dunham she couldn't even walk to the bar there's no way she got upstairs and hit riley in the head
1: i okay i hate saying this but i guess you're right those pictures that TMZ published were quite compromising. So, you're saying you want to focus on Eric? Yes. In my mind, he had just as much motive,
0: and we did see him go up and down the elevators. He gave us that interview in which he was pretty cool, but by the end of the night, he was crying on Lori's shoulders. So upset. What happened there?
1: What What? And makes... we kind of disagree on that a little bit, but well, um, there's...
0: He was upset, you, you know, know. We just don't know yet. I saw with my eyes he was upset, and I am curious to know what would make, you know, teen heartthrob Eric Larson cry in a public venue with, like, all of his peers, you know, nearby.
1: Right. Well, you know actors. They're very emotional.
0: But Eric Larson, he's this, like— uh Freddie prince jr you know ryan Philippi, ryan gosling making his jump from teen heartthrob to serious actor you know and he took a minor role in this film that's where the rumors started you know there's even rumors floating about that him and riley had you know a fling on set
1: and that's something we even asked him among other questions in our interview which i think we should just get into i mean here's our interview with eric larson from the campaign trail
0: Eric, Larson, thank you so much for coming in to talk with us today. I, oh, I'm course. personally, am starstruck. <laughs> I'm already blushing. Uh, you're a teen dream. Oh, oh, my, gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, uh, love on different levels I when you're trapped movie. in that
1: elevator. Teen Shark Fest and Teen Truckfest Fest 2.
3: Arguably better than the first. Right, okay. Okay, you're one of those fans. I love that. Thank you guys. What sort
1: of compelled you to make this jump from these sort of teen rom-com heartthrob type projects into a more serious role like this? I mean, you were the king of, you know, being 29 but playing 18 (laughs) and eventually, you know, you can't go back to high school I guess.
3: Yeah, exactly. Once you graduate, you don't go back. What a great question and I wish I had another elaborate answer, but I I think every uh, artist reaches a point where they've got to move on. And like you said, I, I can't be playing these teen roles forever. I feel like I'm making the right moves in where I want to go and, and where I want to focus on and grow, for sure. This is all about growth for me.
0: That's incredible. I think it's, it is beautiful to see such a jump
1: from you. What originally attracted you to this story a year in Stockholm?
3: Yeah, I mean, I was kind of like everybody else, such a fan of of when that book came out and um, when I saw um, Antoine had jumped on board Directing and um, this is like their biggest project that had come out at the time. Uh, I, I jumped on board. Of course, I had to. I had to take the opportunity to do whatever I could to get into that door. This, you know, the the auditioning process was very different for me as well. It really stretched me, and and to have booked, you know, and, and landed the role, it felt like such a an achievement for me because it, it felt like a small vict- self victory. Where I was like, I, I can do this. You know, I this might sound pretentious, but I've never. Seen self-taped before you know and so I I coached and I worked and I fought hard for this and and to have ended up being chosen is an honor. I, 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 I can't thank Antoine enough for what he's pulled out of me and Riley and you know everyone else in this
1: and what was it like working with Riley I mean you're two young beautiful actors your chemistry in the movie is so palpable I mean Teen Vogue named it hottest embrace of the year which is big for them Mm. was there any method acting going on
0: did real sparks at all fly I know she's with Oscar Da Silva but how was it working together in such close proximity every day
3: I mean Riley's beautiful I don't think that, that there's anyone that can disagree with that she's beautiful like you can't say that i didn't think about it or you know um
1: i'm sure it helped that oscar was on set so much you know it's like when somebody's boyfriend is around unless you're trying to get into a throuple situation it's uh <laughs>
3: we're here for that too yeah i mean you know oscar visited set a lot um and he would come to see riley all the time and i think that's that's opened up you know the doors for us to get to know each other and become so close i mean it sounds like
1: you didn't have an onset romance but you had a bit of an onset bromance yeah
3: i mean like i said we just we we really hit it off on oscar's downtime we would get the chance to go out and hang out Uh, he's he's my buddy that i've have become close to very quickly and he's he's my buddy you know we play fifa on the weekends and you know uh, we shoot the shit He's 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 a cool guy. Oscar is Oscar is a, a true homie. I would say, you know. Uh, so funny, I just gotta say, you said the word homie, and
0: I just heard the word homisexual a couple of days ago, and I thought that was <laughs> so cute. Like, yeah, is that
3: is that, a, is that a, like a level above bro? Mance? Like, is that like?
0: I, I think it's a yeah. Like, like I do anything for my my homies. You know, my I'm home. I'm a homosexual. <laughs> I just thought that was cute. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail
1: it. Um, <laughs> so you're absolutely no stranger to awards night. I- your mom is a, 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 a nominated screenwriter. Your dad is obviously so famous; has been so many times, and and both your siblings are actors. Um, and even your dog was featured in homeward bound three uh, which I loved as a kid I remember that famous picture of you
0: being like breastfed you know at your first Academy Awards um, when
1: you were such a little baby that was so brave of your so brave of your mother by the way Oh
3: God yes I am such a mama's boy um, I other than really looking forward to Riley hopefully winning uh, well I'm thinking about taking my mom now kind of returning the favor. So, yeah, I think that's what I'm probably most looking forward to. Yeah,
0: We love a mother-son duo on the red carpet. Can we expect any sort of matching outfits like you did when you were seven? I remember you had that little floral print that kind of blended into your mom's
3: train. You're getting this out of me. I'm recreating the look with my mother uh, as an ode. the first time that we went to the Academy Awards. But uh, no, I'm I'm really excited for for this awards season. I'm just really rooting for Riley. I have good feelings. I think she's going to win, but I don't know. I can't call it. Thank you so much, Eric, for stopping by, and we'll see you soon. Yes, I, I look forward to it. I will see you guys there.
0: Wow, it's so interesting listening back to that. You know, maybe it's because he comes from, like, kind of Hollywood royalty, this, like, dynasty of actors. But he perfectly navigates away from anything we really ask about a potential affair he had with Riley.
1: He's very good at keeping things close to the chest. His very strong chest. I mean, that is a big, broad chest.
0: Oh, whew.
1: I I thought that was interesting that he kind of hopped away whenever we brought that up he actually ended up talking more about Oscar than about Riley at all it was almost like Oscar 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 Oscar
0: he really did There are a lot of paparazzi photos of Oscar, you know, and Eric, you know, playing basketball, you know, at brunch, you know, doing hiking Runyon. Now, I, I really don't see a glaring motive here with Eric, but I was kind of entertained by what we found out via his interview at the after party. So let's play that. It's so good to have you both. Uh, Eric, always a treat. Leo, great to see you back at work, you know. So how has your night been? And I'm asking either of you, actually. Leo's been off doing some fun stuff, I guess. And Eric, it looks like you're having a good time, too.
1: (laughs) I mean, I, um, I just talked to Meryl Streep, so I'm just feeling a little starstruck. I know Eric that's probably, you know, she's probably your godmother or something, but...
3: No, I mean, I can imagine you're pretty starstruck, Leo.
1: <laughs> it was definitely um, a wow moment for me.
0: Could have used you here, but for now, instead of Meryl, let's talk Eric Larson. Eric, you predicted this. You, you saw Riley's win
3: coming a mile away. How was it watching her take that award? I am just so happy for her can't say I'm surprised either I I think she deserves this night she deserves this moment and um, I can imagine she's she's having the night of her life you sound so so happy and
0: calm and peaceful we're in this like turmoil of a night and you you feel like a, a sedative my good friend. How's Riley feeling? Are we going to get to see her soon? Have you been spending much time? I-, I assume she's up in her room still, but it's getting kind of late. We were hoping for uh,
3: an outfit change. Uh, I honestly don't know where she is, and I-, I wouldn't be surprised if she's, you know, running around with her trophy, shouting to the world. I, I can imagine she's enjoying herself and partying somewhere. <laughs> yeah, we
0: saw you um, coming down the elevators a, f- a little bit ago with Oscar. I just assumed you guys were maybe all, you know, popping. Bottles in Riley's room or having a little family
3: party to yourselves. It was kind of a coincidence that we were like ran into each other. I went up to go uh, see if uh, Riley was in the room and he was coming down. He said she wasn't, so we we ended up just riding the elevator down, and uh, yeah, I think we. uh, we we haven't had a moment to all get together and celebrate so hopefully that happens at some point but um now I know your mom was your date to the ceremony but it
0: looks like since then Lori's kind of taken her place did mom get tired the cougar
3: jokes are (laughs) flying around the room uh yeah uh you know my mom has had her fair share of elbow rubbing and uh Partying back in her prime so she wasn't up for the after party Um, and Lori and I are just we're so close Um, she's one of the few people in this world I feel like I can just relax and be myself and she's such a a rock for me so so how are you
0: celebrating the rest of the night? I know we saw you earlier with Oscar kind of like the VIP section having a a bro-y heart-to-heart seems like you two are celebrating together tonight
3: yeah i mean i'm really celebrating with everyone um it's it's nice to just get a little one-on-one time with everyone from the cast and you know oscar was there for such a big part of it so
0: if you're looking to relax you can take some tips from leo he's been
1: <laughs> doing that all night um i don't know exactly what you mean by that but um i guess we could talk about it after we record absolutely absolutely terry likes to rib me i don't know if you have had this with any of your co-stars that you've worked with and dated, but um, you know we uh, uh, years and years ago hooked up, and um, and ever since he's felt like well, now, he can it, talk to me a little bit too familiar talking. for my taste. You know, it's hard sometimes hard to reestablish that sort of professional boundary.
0: Yes, and after such an unfulfilling hookup, it's it, you don't know where to go really. Well, Eric. We'll let you. We'll let you get to your relaxing night of celebration. Um, if you see Riley, please send her our way. Oh, of
1: course, of course. Thanks, Eric. So good to see you again. Good to see you guys.
0: So we didn't pick up. A ton of concrete information at least not as far as like the riley mystery goes it
1: really is an iron curtain he
0: is he's so composed and that's that confuses me more he's cool as a cucumber you know here and then hours later he he's crying you know at his table i'm interested to see what happened between when we spoke to him and that point in the evening now he was spent most of the night with Laurie, but they did break off at some point because then we saw him and Oscar having a very intimate conversation in the private part of the party.
1: Yeah, they were – they seemed to be having uh, – uh not an argument, I would say, but they're definitely working through something and – um It was intense. You know, that's kind of it, it, – right. And I'm sure that's kind of like what happens in – Male friendships uh so that's the exact opposite I picture of of like
0: classic straight friendships. like I feel like it's very like what's up? you know, high five, you know, your girl won, you know, see you on the courts or whatever.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I've, I feel like based on my experiences watching the hangover, like there's more to these friendships than just like hanging out. like oftentimes like you know who knows what sort of like uh shenanigans they gotten into that they had to work through. I don't
0: remember any like deep longing stares in the hangover uh, between the, the main characters. But well, this conversation, though, was broken up eventually by Joy,
1: who right Joy maybe
0: delivered some information that affected right. both
1: of them. Yeah, she, she went up to them and at, at which point they all disappeared from the main party.
0: So the next time we actually have eyes on Eric and Oscar is coming out of the elevators, presumably from Riley's room, but this is also around the time you popped back up. Me? Um, from your little, your break, your wandering, your
1: Merrill adventure, quote unquote. Oh, yeah. Well, I did the Merrill interview and also like, I don't know if you remember that night, but I was gone like about every five to ten minutes because I was, you know, running to the bathroom. Sure.
0: Well, in the future, we need to probably figure something out, you know, some sort of colostomy
1: bag or well what i need is like beth to carry some emodium. right is all it really is and it's just like she didn't have any of
0: all nights to be on your a game you were on your you know b minus game i admit i admit i was not i feel like anyway 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 i just think it's interesting that we talk to such a composed version of eric and later in the evening see such a distraught version of eric and we know he was with lori kurtz for a portion of the night but we also know he was with oscar da silva and you know oscar is riley's boyfriend and now eric's good friend and i just think that's a piece of the puzzle that we haven't um explored yet so next week's
1: episode i vote we talk oscar yeah let's talk oscar we we talked to him multiple times he's uh riley's old co-star on the grim reapers and uh her boyfriend and was on set throughout the process and uh has stayed with her through the campaign so uh, hopefully we'll be able to mine something from that
0: until next time this is just to be nominated from hollywood magazine
1: i'm leo gold and
0: i'm terry mcpherson
4: Hi, this is Jorge Molina, creator of Just to Be Nominated. This podcast is a Kingdom of Pavement production. This episode, Lyric Hertz and Eric Larson, was written, directed, and produced by me, Jorge Molina. I can be found on Instagram and Twitter at ColorMeJorge. This episode was executive produced by Amy Sudo and Kyle Kords. Alexi Gonzalez is our editorial consultant. Ariana Coyle is our Assembly Cut editor. Music and lead sound design by Andrew Campbell Theme by Jordan Bennett, who can be found on Instagram and Twitter at Jabin Music Graphics by Brendan Haley, who can be found on Instagram at haleydoodles. Doodles Terry is voiced by Zach Noe Towers, who can be found on Instagram and Twitter at Zach Noe Towers Leo is voiced by Brendan Scannell, who can be found on Instagram at bscan. Laurie Kurtz is voiced by May Aswell Eric Larson is voiced by Abel Benitez, who can be found on Instagram at abeliboy. Special thanks to the Orphanage Collective for lending their thoughts and suggestions, to our assistant Michelle Lynn and the rest of our Kingdom of Pavement team. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. It is extremely important to help more people find us. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at JTBN Podcast to stay updated on the latest news and find clues related to the case. Until next time, it's been an honor just to be nominated.